0: welcome to episode 93 of the plus one player podcast i am one of your hosts steve and i'm joined this week by the man who's happy to be here it's matto how you doing matt happy to be here guess who's back it's me you just have like a series Maddie's of back. catchphrases now it's fantastic we should make we should put it that on a t-shirt <laughs> let's see
1: is that uh, just start i'm testing them yeah workshopping work, work, work
0: my
2: catchphrases it was a merch idea yeah
0: exactly <laughs> And you heard his voice. You know, he was the guest that was so nice, we had to have him on twice. It's everybody's favorite honey-covered streamer, Bear Share, also known as Matt A. Steven the Mats, coming at you oh hard God. tonight.
2: How you doing, Hi, Matt? I'm, Hi, uh, I'm good. I'm apparently covered in honey. Covered that's, in uh, That's news to me. Doing well, great? It's a little it's distracting. You're,
0: it's, it's the name of you know, your bear, honey, bears like honey. You get it. No, oh, I, 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 get you, it. I get. I get. It. It. Now I get that it. you explained it, I
2: get it. I'm yeah, just playing. Yeah. Thank you. I'm playing the fool to ham it up, you like.
0: <laughs> Well, you know, I can see you just dripping honey. It's a slow drip because it's honey. But how are right. you guys doing tonight? It's it's been a week. We got we got some things to talk about with Gamescom, and you know some some things happening. So how's it's towards the end of summer, so how's your summers winding down?
2: Uh, you know, I resent that because we still have <laughs> about thirty two days of yeah, summer. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I
0: agree. But like, you know, it's it's getting to the end of August, the sun's <laughs> yeah, well, we, we may the well sun's well going down now, quicker. Now, right. Let's, I do yeah. have to
2: get all my three ring binders and all that stuff. <laughs> exactly. Together, though, it's time so. for five star notebooks. I'm I'm doing well. Just had a uh, my first party at, at the new house I bought. Uh, which you did attend. So I did attend. It was a lot of fun. By far, my favorite part of that was uh, got some free labor out of it. You did. some of the Handed some of my uh, drunk friends a sledgehammer towards the end of the night, and we got rid of a shed uh, that was rickety and old. So that's,
0: Yeah, that's it was it. truly a work of art to just see how you basically conned all these drunk people to do
1: all that labor for you, free of charge. I'm a grifter. Yeah, it was really, great. Brilliant. It's a Machiavellian scheme.
2: Fantastic. I have a pile of lumber in my yard. Not sure what to do with that, but just we'll, we'll burn figure it. that out. Yeah, <laughs> probably.
0: And Matt O., how are you doing this fine week on this lovely
1: Wednesday? Oh, I'm doing just fine, Steve. There's a massive storm outside, and I'm just battening down the hatches. Yeah,
0: <laughs> you gotta batten those hatches down, because otherwise, shit goes crazy.
2: Now, the poop deck, is it swabbed? The poop
1: deck never gets swabbed in my house. Oh my
2: goodness. <laughs>
0: bunch of swashbuckling assholes i'll tell you you that much you gotta (laughs) preserve the poop deck (laughs) you really do you have to preserve the poop deck Mm -hmm. and so it's good to be here with you fine gentlemen where we got some fun things to talk about as i alluded to and you'll notice manny's not here and that's because unfortunately he was in the shed so (laughs) So whoopsie buried under the lumber it's a real bummer, but in the meantime, we do have to keep the house and the yard clean apparently because it's a fucking mess. So, mm-hmm. go follow us on social media at plus1player and that's at plus the number 1 player. So, that's on Twitter and Instagram, go check us out there. Uh, we also have Facebook, which is facebook.com/plus1player and of course our website which is plus1player.com. So, go check out all of the fun content that we produce on all of the social media and the website. And of course, you got to go follow our fun guest, Bear on twitch which is twitch.tv bearshare so you gotta you gotta go give him a, a follow he's been playing a little madden with was it butt staunchly is that the name of the
2: quarterback that's the name of the quarterback yes. and, oh. and my my owner the new owner of the patriots uh forgive my language is big breasty Nice. So, staunchly and big, so <laughs> big go breasty, check
0: so. out twitch.tv slash bear share. He, twi- he streams a bunch of other stuff too. He's a great time. So go check him out there. And of course you can go find us on Twitch as well at twitch.tv slash plus one player and on the website and on the Twitter bio, find a link to our discord. Come on and join the amazing community. We have a great group of folks. We'd love to have you unless of course you're racist. In which case I hope you're in that shed as well. So take it. <laughs> After all that, if you've enjoyed the content, if you enjoy hanging out in Discord, head on over to patreoncom one player. and if you're feeling generous, throw us a buck or two because every dollar you give us will go right back into the show to make it the best podcast in the entire gaming world. And it's the last episode of the month, and just like last month, you're on this this episode. We get to shout out the Patreon supporters, so you get to sit there and hear your name read aloud. It's fantastic. I'm just, uh, Arch- I'm just
2: here to see my hear my name. That's that's, that's, that's why what I came it back. is. Arch, so honored
0: we're going to give a big shout-out to all our wonderful Patreon supporters at the end of the show, so stay tuned for that. And can't finish up housekeeping without mentioning the biggest Patreon supporter, and that's the sponsor of the show, Nerdiest Brands, but I'll tell you all about that before the topic of the podcast. But before I finish up housekeeping, I do have to mention, PAX West is coming up. So by the time this episode airs, PAX West will be this week. I am attending PAX West, and because of that, we're not going to have a typical episode like we normally do next week. So just because of travel, I'm not going to have the time to record and edit, but I'm not going to leave you guys hanging because while I'm at PAX West, I fully intend to, as long as I have a solid internet connection and at least like 30 minutes of free time, I'm going to record little 20 minute episodes of just kind of my daily experience at PAX for Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So as soon as I'm able to record those, edit them, and upload them to Pippa, they'll be sent out to all the podcast services that you listen to us on. So that way you can keep up to date what I'm doing at PAX. I'm also going to be interviewing some game devs like we did at PAX East. Unfortunately, I won't have a cameraman for this one, so it's going to be all audio-only interviews. But because of that, all those audio-only interviews will get thrown on the podcast services as well. So you'll have quick access to all of our PAX content, so stay tuned for that. And if you're going to be at PAX West, let me know. I'd love to meet up with you. We can play some games, have some drinks, get some food, and just have a great time out in Seattle looking forward to it so I hope to see you all there and stay tuned for some cool PAX West content and with that the house is officially cleaned so let's get on into episode 93 we got some fun things to do we have to start the show off we're gonna play a little bit of who said it so for those who don't remember who said it is where we go around we each have a few game quotes and then there are multiple choice answers so then the other contestants will have to figure out who said the quote so we're gonna go through that and it's going to be a lot of fun. And then after that, we're going to get into the topic of the podcast, which is going to take the rest of the show, because we're going to be talking all about Gamescom. So there's a lot of announcements that came out over the past few days with Gamescom. And we're going to talk about what struck our interest the most, and maybe some things that were a little bit questionable on. Who knows? We'll see where it goes. But because it's kind of like an extended patch notes episode, that means we're not going to have a patch notes segment. So after the topic is done, we're going to round things out. And call it a day on episode 93. What do you guys say about that? Sounds
1: good to me, Steve. Yeah.
0: Perfect. I'd hope so, because (laughs) really, that's the way we're going. (laughs)
2: Less work.
1: (laughs) Sounds great.
0: (laughs) So we're going to kick it over to Bear. He's going to kick off. Who said it?
2: All right. The quote is, It is something that grows over time. A true friendship. A feeling in the heart that becomes even stronger through time the passion of friendship will soon blossom into a righteous power and through it, you'll know which way to go. Was that A Yuna from Final Fantasy X? B, Sheikh from the Legend of Zelda Ocarina of time? C, Ava from Nack 2. Or D, the elder the elder of Potos from Secret of Mana.
1: I, I was about to say that's like the most japanese sounding thing i've ever heard in a has to be final fantasy but then you said neck 2 and i'm just like he would put know. a neck 2 <laughs> quote i'm uh, really tempted to go knack 2 as well because i just feel be, like it's oh. the type
0: of like pretentious quote they would put into that game to be like look how deep knack is
1: like <laughs> <NAC, laughs> i don't know that could be a carrot though that could be like a a little, little distraction. I'm going to go with my gut. Be? I'm going to go with my gut and say it was Yuna from Final Fantasy.
2: I'm going with Knack 2. You're both wrong. Ah!
1: Oh, man. It's, in
2: fact, Sheik slash Zelda from right. Ocarina of Time. That was
1: my Okay. Guess. Well, I was
0: really hoping it was Knack 2. I <laughs> would have loved if that was a quote in Knack 2. <laughs>
2: I actually looked for Knack 2 quotes, It's probably uh, it like, felt NAC, disinjo- get out
1: of there!
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, basically.
1: And Knack's saying stuff like, It's clobbering time! <laughs> <laughs> but he has to, like, adjust uh, it, like because TM. otherwise you have <laughs> trademark, yeah.
0: <laughs> All right, Matt o, how about you go
1: next? Okay, my first quote is, War is where the young and stupid are tricked by the old and bitter into killing each other. Is that A. Geralt from The Witcher 3, B. Balgraf from Skyrim, C. Captain Price from Modern Warfare, or D. Nico from GTA 4? Thank <laughs> oh, goodness.
0: Nico, my cousin! <laughs>
1: <laughs> what was I the
0: was going to do option?
1: that. <laughs> oh, it was uh, uh, Geralt from The Witcher. All right. I kind of
0: want to say Captain Price.
2: I'm going to go Yarl Balgruf.
0: I'm going to go Captain Price.
1: Final answers? Yeah. Yes. You are both wrong. Oh no. Is it, it Geralt? It is it's, it's Nico from GTA 4. It's and Nico. What? Get yep. the
0: fuck out of here.
1: Yeah, it's like the one like profound-ish quote <laughs> from
2: <laughs> any of the GTA games. That is the one GTA game I have not played, sadly.
1: Man, I
0: can't believe Nico. Nico Bellic, right? Color me shocked.
2: The bowler.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! Alright, so my first one. There's gold in them there hills. (laughs) A real (laughs) not vague quote. (laughs) Is this Haggard from Battlefield Bad Company? Irish from Red Dead Redemption? Or Micah from Red Dead Redemption 2?
1: I think I know what it is.
2: I'm gonna go with the guy from Bad Company. I'm also gonna go with the guy from Bad Company.
1: You're both correct oh. well done oh heck yeah battlefield bad
0: company was so much fun i really wish they would bring that back really
1: was yeah that's <laughs> still like
2: my favorite story that's a lot of people's favorite battlefield yeah
0: yeah because that company personality that's super
1: good
2: mm-hmm.
1: i like the single player in bad company one better
0: oh yeah and because like the gameplay was really cool then too like even then it was it felt more polished a little bit mm-hmm. than Modern Warfare, because Modern Warfare always had, like, a little bit of an arcade feel to it, but Battlefield felt like kind of a legit shooter, but then it also had just this insane comedy, and so I feel like that's yeah. why it just resonates with so much. It was many like uh,
1: Three Kings. If- you ever seen mm-hmm. that movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. George yeah. Basically the same plot. <laughs> when you think about <laughs> it. Think about it. just These guys go AWOL and try to, like, steal gold.
0: Yeah, they're hoping nobody noticed that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> All right, Bear, your next one. My patience is wearing thin. I'm banishing you to a time warp from which you'll never return. Was that Shredder from Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Turtles in Time? Merlin Monroe from Bugs Bunny Lost in Time? Hermaeus Mora, the Daedric uh, god from Elder Scrolls IV Oblivion? Or the Vizier from Prince of Persia, Sands of Time?
0: So I never played Oblivion, but I really feel like that could be a quote. From
1: Oblivion. Oh man, <laughs> just... I'm gonna rock with Oblivion. This, yeah, this is a real crapshoot. This one. Uh, I'm gonna go with the Looney Tunes game,
2: gentlemen. Tunes in time. They're both wrong. Oh, it's Shredder time. from Shredder.
1: Oh, fucking Shredder.
0: I just <laughs> didn't picture him being so articulate. What an articulate. You know, I just didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Remember him He's got things to say sometimes. In Secret of the Use, which is the best. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie, and I won't hear otherwise, when oh, yeah. they had Kevin mm-hmm. Nash play the Super Shredder, so just like seven foot mm-hmm. tall, like Super Shredder. Great movie. Man, you're stumping us. Alright, yeah, Matt, really, what's your next good ones.
1: one? Two for three. Alright. My next one is you've proved yourself a decisive man, so I don't expect you'll have any trouble deciding what to do. If you're interested, just step into the portal, and I'll take that as a yes. Is it A, The Elusive Man, From Mass Effect series Uh, B. The Lutesses from Bioshock Infinite C. uh, G-Man from the Half-Life series Or D. GLaDOS from Portal series
2: Well, the only game from that list I've played is Portal And you did mention
0: Portal in the quote
2: But (laughs) Shell... Well, yeah, I guess I shouldn't say my reasoning out loud before Steve votes But she isn't Shell female So... Are there portals in Half-Life? I don't know. (laughs)
0: I've never played Half-Life.
2: I'm going to go with the Elusive Man, because that's just a cool name. Mm -hmm. I'm going to go
0: with the the Half-Life
1: guy, the G-Man. Okay.
2: Steve, you are right.
1: Oh, what a guess. Yeah. (laughs) I was counting on that, because I knew you hadn't played Half-Life.
0: But, see, that's the thing. is, is I knew you're a Half-Life fan, so I was like, I feel like he might throw a Half-Life.
1: Yeah, and you're right. Yeah, Shell from Portal is... A girl? Yeah. So I was just like, I kind of just needed another answer. So I was like, maybe they won't remember that.
2: <laughs> you almost had <laughs> me because you
1: there. mentioned Portal. And
2: I know, I portal. should have said it out loud. Yeah. yeah. I started, though. <laughs>
0: I mean, uh, nobody well. wins anything in this game, but yeah, I guess bragging rights. I but. have
2: six grand on this game.
0: <laughs> wow, who were you betting with? <laughs> Tambo?
2: <laughs> I will not uh, reveal my betters. You're rigging the game out. Alright.
0: So <laughs> My second quote I feel asleep. That's right. Oh is that Is this me? <laughs> is <laughs> that a guard from Metal Gear? And that's Metal Gear, not Metal Gear Solid, Metal Gear. A guard from Skyrim, or a guard from Tomb Raider. I feel asleep Exclamation marks.
1: Those are key i think i know this
2: okay i'm gonna go with metal gear boy
1: i am or girl i am also going to go with metal gear
0: you're both correct it's <laughs> from the nes version of metal gear and there was like a typo and so because I, I remember text-based. seeing that and so, so like they're shouting it <laughs> yeah it's like right it's right at the beginning yeah. of the game and there's like a guard there and he's like i feel asleep <laughs> it's supposed to be, I fell asleep. <laughs> Yeah. Oh,
2: I thought I figured it was like he got shot with a trank dart and was like in the process of falling asleep.
0: No, I'm pretty sure that one. But this is just a tired man. Yeah. Yeah. Metal Gear didn't have the original Metal Gear didn't have trank darts. They didn't get the tranquilizers until Metal Gear 2. Metal Gear Solid 2, excuse
2: me. Oh, really?
1: Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. That was a big deal. Yeah. I think the, the Skyrim guard would be like attacking you. And yeah. then he would enter his, like, sleep cycle and then just fall asleep <laughs> on his bed in the middle of attacking you. And, and then still and be yelling, like, I took an hour die! Of <laughs> like, while he sleeps. Shouldn't yeah. have come here. Yeah. <laughs> his eyes are wide open. <laughs> Criminal scum! <laughs>
0: That's why I didn't get the platinum on Skyrim, because one of the trophies is like, get a $10,000 bounty in all of the holes. I'm like, no! No! <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to do that. It takes so Sounds much exhausting. time. Yeah. It that that takes so much fucking time. You have to murder the town in every town you go to. I don't want to be that guy. Yeah. You could know, <laughs> quick save. coming back from that.
1: And they're, already very, then, you know, going yeah, and they're already
0: very racist towards orcs, so I had it against me <laughs> to begin with.
2: Yeah, that's not very champion of Cyrodiilic behavior. No. You know?
0: <laughs> I'm the goddamn Dovahkeen.
1: Anywho. Bear, your last <laughs> yep. quote. We gotta get one of these.
2: I was weak. That's why I needed you. Needed someone to punish me for my sins. But that's all over now. I know the truth. Now it's time to end this. Is that Mephisto from Diablo 2, Wild Dog from Time Crisis 2, Scarecrow from Batman Arkham Asylum, or James Sunderland from Silent Hill 2?
0: I was really oh hoping it was the father from Far Cry Five because it definitely sounded like one of his quotes.
2: <laughs> or the father from <laughs> Far Cry Five.
1: <laughs> this is now very difficult. I go with I'm that one. Steve. I think the first one, Mephisto. I think, I uh, I think it's uh, James Sunderland from Silent Hill Two.
2: Are those final answers? Yes. I'm locking it in. It is James Sunderland oh! from Silent Hill Two. I couldn't stump you guys for three rounds. Perfect
1: record. Ruined.
2: (laughs) Ruined.
0: Well done. And with that, you get to do your third one. You were going to get to do your third one anyway, but (laughs) you get to do it specially now.
1: All right. My third quote. I will kill your dicks. (laughs) (laughs) Is it Handsome Jack from the Borderlands series? Triska Novak from Bulletstorm Voss from Far Cry 3 or Trevor
2: from GTA 5
0: this definitely seems like a Trevor quote but I don't know if you would do two GTA quotes in this
2: this is Uh, tough yeah and I played the shit out of GTA 5 and I don't remember him saying I'll kill your dicks (laughs)
0: because I feel like this (laughs) could easily be like a Bulletstorm quote as well like that game was ridiculous
2: you know what I'm gonna go Trevor I'm gonna say my memory's bad, and it's a Trevor quote.
1: Okay, Steve, I'm go- I'm going with the bullet storm. Bullet storm. Okay. Yeah. The answer is bullet storm. Hey, God Steve, damn
0: it, on yeah, the board. Boom. So I got two of Matt's. Yeah. <laughs>
1: None of yours. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Bulletstorm yeah so I guess you played Bulletstorm Steve
0: I only played like a handful of it because I remember that was back in the day where demos were like really hot in the okay. streets and like they would actually give you like a yeah. good portion so I'd play like demos and shit like that but I never got my hands on the game fully the, it,
1: it's one of those games where it's hard to tell if the writing is horrific or like brilliant yeah
2: transcendent yeah because <laughs> Intentional it's
1: like or... it's like written by someone who just learned how to curse <laughs> who, like, just recently learned every curse word. <laughs> they just, just like, listened stringed to George them... Carlin's The yeah.
0: Seven Words You Can't Say, and they're like, yeah, I'm saying just...
1: all of them. It just stringed them together like nonsense. I like feel yeah. personally attacked. <laughs> so, yeah, these are some of the other ones that were up for uh, the picking. There was, uh, You scared the dick off me. What the dick? That is one... Oh, what the dick that is one big bitch. Wow. And <laughs> that quote got even yeah. better. And the yeah. <laughs> cockfucker rim job piece of shit.
0: All right. Those are some pretty creative uses of just the word, just words revolving around penises. <laughs> They're like, let's see how many dialogue options we could do involving penises. Good for them. Transcendent, as transcendent, transcendent really. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. All right. My last one you'd find that lady luck was actually a hooker and you were fresh out of cash is that tommy versetti from gta vice city max payne from the lemmings <laughs> <laughs> or trevor from gta 5 the... <laughs> it's obviously max payne from max payne <laughs> the lemmings okay got it
2: <laughs> country of origin the United States of America. <laughs> uh, I'm going Trevor again, doubling down on Trevor. Trevor,
1: oh, Lady Luck was the hooker, and you were fresh out of cash.
2: I'm, I'm, I'm also thinking
1: Trevor. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with that too.
2: I feel like it's more of a Max Pain, but I just want to be right with Trevor once. So. Yeah,
1: I haven't played Lemmings in a while, so I'm not sure. It is more of a Max Pain.
0: <sighs> <sighs> Trevor, oh. you have. Oh. Twice. Yes, that is White did pain dirty from the Lemmings. <laughs> God damn it. So that has been another riveting round of Who Said It? If any of you folks out there want to call in with your own Who Said It? What you do is give us a call 347-509-5620. Leave us a quote with the three choices and give about 10 seconds worth of space. So that way we can pause the call Discuss it, and then we'll see if we were right. So give us a call with your Who Said It. We'd love to hear you. And with that, it's on to the topic of the podcast. But before we do that, the show is brought to you by our sponsor, Nerdiest Brands. So head on over to nerdiestbrands.com for all of your amazing nerdy fandom desires. They have amazing t shirts. I actually just got one. It's an awesome Daily Bugle shirt. I wore it to Bear's Party. It's fantastic, very comfortable, breathable material, if I do say so myself. So go on over to nerdiestbrands.com. That's nerdiest, N-E-R-D-I-O-U-S, brands.com. And, of course, like I've been mentioning, you got yourself a little 15% off discount if you use plus one discount. That's plus the number one discount, and you get 15% off your purchase. So go check them out for all your nerdy desires. You won't regret it. They're awesome. And now... It is time to go into the topic of the podcast, which is all about Gamescom. So the past few days, Gamescom has been hot in the streets. Well, the German streets over there in Germany. So we're just here in the American streets. It's been hot here, though. Pretty humid. Either way. Toasty streets. Toasty streets all around. They've been talking about some amazing gaming news. And what we're going to do is kind of go around and pick out some of the stories that jumped out to each of us personally. And I know there's probably going to be some overlap, but guess what? That's how you have a conversation on a podcast. It's what we've been doing for 92 other episodes. So we're going to do it again this week. But this time it's all about Gamescom. We're really excited because it's kind of getting us into the groove of the, the last few months of the year. Where we know there's like a few big games coming out. And then of course in December you get the Game of the Year and the Game Awards hype kind of cranking up. But this is kind of like a nice little showing of what's to come this year and then early next year. From some of the stuff that we saw at E3. So we got extended looks. We got... Some not-so-extended looks, but we got some extended stories on certain games by a certain director named Hideo Kojima that we may oh. talk about tonight. But it's oh. awesome. Gamescom, it's got me all excited. I love kind of the hype around kind of it's like these games that are in the process of being developed and are on their way out either this year or early next year. So uh, it's always a good time we get to get a little hyped up about certain things. So let's kind of just started off with going around what was your number one thing with games gamescom that jumped out at you that made you go like all right this either changed my mind about this game or this reaffirmed my belief that this was going to be you know a strong contender for one of my you know go-to games number towards the year Z- end
1: well the biggest thing for me wasn't actually a game mm. it, it was more along the uh that big announcement from uh, nintendo Oh yes, that they're bringing over all these indie games onto the Switch. Yes, and you know I love my indie games. <laughs> and so. I, because
0: I, I saw one in particular that you and one Matt Martinez have talked extensively yes. about. Yes. So maybe, maybe we talk a little bit about Risk of Rain Two yeah. making oh, a Switch Oh, appearance. I thought you were
1: talking about Skater oh, XL. Oh. No. Well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. Yes, Risk of Rain. Risk. Uh, no, yeah, I'm super, super excited about that. But you also have um, Ori in the Blind Forest, which is like one of my favorite indie games ever. Can't oh, yeah. wait for the sequel to that. Uh, you got the whole. You got Hotline Miami one and two. You got Super Hot. Mm. Uh, You get a million other things I haven't played, but honestly, I just kind of care about those four. (laughs) (laughs) I'm
0: really curious to see how Superhot will play, because I feel like they'll probably try to play off like that Labo VR type deal, because obviously Superhot is best experience when you are playing it in VR. Mm. So I'm very curious to see kind of how that would play if you're just like sitting down and like, how do you play that portably?
2: (laughs) I wonder if you use the Joy-Cons like... Undocked, and Maybe. then if you move the Joy-Con, kind of like, then it it moves your body. I would imagine uh, that would be too easy to move.
0: I feel like that has to be something to do with it because, like, you can't just like put the Joy Cons on and play that
1: portably. You're not going to get nearly the same experience, and it wouldn't right. be worth it. Yeah, but yeah. So I don't know if I'm going to get a Switch because Christine has a Switch already. But, I just like, mooch off her. The thing. This is yeah. So I'm kind of already just like ah, eh, you know, I'll just I'll I'll get it from her. But like. <laughs> yeah this is the thing that if uh I didn't know someone who already had it, this is what would get me to get it yep like this is this would definitely be the kicker for me because this is like we've talked about it before we've we've said in like Matt Martinez is like a huge proponent of that like to switch is like the ultimate indie game machine something you yep. can take with you on the go and play these like small like easily digestible games on the fly whenever you want and then oh put yeah. it down when you're done play. Play Ori and fall to sleep and have the Switch lay on your face. Do you feel asleep? I will feel very asleep. So, because one
0: of the big things that kind of jumped out to me about all that was the continuing relationship between Microsoft and Switch. Nintendo as a whole, excuse me. I think that is fantastic because we've talked about this in the past where, like, obviously Microsoft really needed to do a bunch of different things to kind of set themselves apart because they were kind of... Struggling if we do say so ourselves, Mm -hmm. so and we do, we do, we do say it, and it's so,
1: (laughs) (laughs) but But it it, it is, and it is so, it is so.
0: (laughs) But with that, I, I like to see that that partnership is growing because I like we still haven't got any real additional word on games pass with Switch. I think that was still just, like, a rumor that never really came to fruition because, like, I, have you guys seen anything else on it? Because I'm really hoping that nope. more of this leads to that because, my God, having – because I love Games Pass on my PC because now there's, like, a bunch of new games that are going to be coming out to it that I, you know, missed out on the opportunity to play it, and Now I get to play it for, you know, five bucks a month. So I would love that opportunity to have that same setup on my Switch. So I'm really hoping that this continued relationship eventually gets to that point where we do see games pass on Switch because as we've said, it's an amazing deal and the fact that then you could take it on the go with you just adds to it because I'm not the type who wants to turn my phone into like, you know, the streaming device and I saw like Microsoft has those little basically like Joy-Cons for your phone that they're oh, yeah. creating. So I don't want to get that. I can't
1: get over how weird yeah, that how, is.
0: Like, what we, I'm going to carry around these Joy-Cons. Like the, I have a carrying case for my Switch. That's super convenient. Do I have a carrying case for these
1: weird-shaped Xbox Do you Xbox have a carrying Joy-Cons? case for your carrying case?
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to need one of those. So <laughs> I'm really hoping that they this just leads to that continued partnership and then it grows more to the point where we do get Games Pass on Switch. But I agree. I'm stoked that we got... Some more of these like indie classics on the best indie playing machine in the goddamn world. In the goddamn world. The whole world. <laughs> so that's a good one. So, if we do
2: say so ourselves. We do say so. And, and we so do. Be so.
1: <laughs> and so it is said.
0: <laughs> it's like that in Arrested Development when they do like the religious show and it's like say it to me as such unto you or something like that. It's, it's so <laughs> ridiculous. <laughs> Anywho, so bear what was something that really jumped out to you that kind of grabbed your attention the most from gamescom
2: i don't know if it quite fits grabbed my attention the most but it's the least it's something i'm interested in that i was not expecting to be Ah. and that's blair that's blair witch there's an xbox Mm. and windows trailer Mm -hmm. and i'm a grade a coward when it comes to horror games and movies i don't watch horror movies uh, I don't play horror games. I'm very easily jump scared. Uh, so I, I don't know why I find myself gravitating towards this game, but it's it looks like, you know, kind of your general walk in the woods. There's a creepy house situation. Uh, but the cinematic trailer really sold it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm feeling like I'll likely force myself to get this in, in October and, uh, you know, do a, a week of spooky games on stream or something. But this one looks actually say, really good. You gotta stream. Oh yeah. yeah, it has it has a. Uh, it looks like it has a lot more story to it, or at least lore to mm. discover than, like, say your your slender or what you know something similar right, like right, that, right. lost in the woods situation. So yeah, I, I did not expect to be excited for a horror game, but there you go, Blair Witch. And I think that comes out in August, which is an interesting August choice.
0: Thirtieth, it comes out yeah. the same day mm-hmm. as Man of Medan, which, by the way, I don't know how how much have you looked into Man of Medan, Bear? Zero. So I, I do recommend, give it a little look-see after we're, we're done recording tonight. I'll give you a little background. Man of a Dan, it's by the same people, Supermassive Games, are the ones who made Until Dawn. Do you know of Until Dawn? I do. Okay. So yeah, it's another horror style. Oh,
2: actually, you know what? I I think I heard you talk about this on an episode or two ago.
0: Yes, because I know Kate and I, we've talked about it a few times. Her and I yeah, actually yeah. got to play a, a quick demo of it at PAX East, which was a ton of fun. Sold me on it even more. But it's one of the first games in, like, this anthology series they're releasing of horror games, which I think is fantastic. Give me all of the horror games you can give me. But one of the cool things about Man of Madan, you can do local or online multiplayer. So, like, that would be a fantastic game if perhaps you want to cross streams with me on
1: Man of I would Medan. Love,
2: I would love to cross streams with you. Perfect.
1: The more, I, so, yeah, the more I think about that, the more good I think a good idea it is. Mm -hmm. because if like is i'm assuming the way it works is like people take the roles of like different characters right
0: so yeah for the online multiplayer that is how it works and i'm pretty sure for the local one it's just you have one controller and you pass it between each other Uh, if you switch characters yeah
1: okay that's whatever but yeah because yeah i like that idea for online just because it feels more like a horror movie because if you're playing by yourself yeah. you're presumably trying to get everyone to live and make like the smart choices yeah whereas yeah. until that one ride, character pisses they're just you trying off. to get they just they just yeah. want to get they don't care what happens to you they're, yeah. they're trying to get to the end like obviously they're going to work together if it's in their like to their advantage but i don't know it makes each it more character
2: interesting. each character having autonomy is the spookiest part of it yes all. oh yeah
1: definitely makes it scarier
2: so yeah, I'm I'm glad you're getting your interest. Free whale is Witch. terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> <It> sure is.
0: <laughs> I'm glad you're getting your interest peaked by Blair Witch because that was one of the ones that definitely stuck out to me. That one because I, I think it's funny that like a Blair Witch game in 2019, everyone's like, "This actually looks really cool," even though we like, know weird. how it's like
1: weird like
0: all of the other Blair did, Witch movies Blair turned Witch,
2: out. Yeah, when did when did the Blair Witch project come out? I think like, it was 1999. 1999 I think. Yeah. Oh yeah. my god.
0: That was the original, like, that's what kicked off the paranormal activity, like, found footage Mm -hmm. genre. Yeah. And I remember, like, watching the Blair Witch when I first watched it, like, back then, I was just like, I'm not scared of this. Like, they're just (laughs) dumb fucking idiots in the woods. And then, like, that last scene where he's just, like, in the house staring, I was like, wow, what a twist. Yeah, it's weird (laughs) watching, it's (laughs) weird how
1: quaint it is when you watch it now. Yeah. It's just kind of like, oh, like, yeah, like, because it's, it I don't know. You have to be in the right mindset to watch it. Because, like, people yeah. watch it expecting to be like, ah, it's a monster. Like, which is, like, that's what happened with, like, the sequel or whatever yeah. that came out like, a oh, couple of yeah. years ago. Where mm. the, the Blair Witch is just a giant monster that's, like, just, like, running <laughs> through the house. And it's like, okay, well, now we have Because, like, sometimes
0: monster. that actually works. Because, like, that movie, I don't know if you guys ever saw Mama. We're, we're definitely just falling off the rails here. But I don't know if you guys ever Let's saw the movie Let's talk about Mama. <laughs> but that one it was like this weird like ghostly figure as like the big bad villain but it kind of worked so sometimes it works but let's do some uh let's do some horror things because i love horror yeah, games definitely so I'm glad mm-hmm. i'm glad you got the blair witch uh you know getting you interested into that horror genre because it's a good one if i do say hmm. so yeah me and christine <laughs> and i do well say so. by
1: me and christine i mean I- i'm going to be playing it yeah christine's going to be watching exactly then, yeah <laughs> And when it comes out, I know we're having like a bunch of friends come over and we're all going to sit around while I play and everyone screams and yells at me that I'm not doing good enough. And (laughs) you're like, fine, you take the fucking controller and then no one's going to want to do it. So I'm going to keep playing
0: (laughs) (laughs) and then he'll just continue on this loop until he fucking dies. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So my big takeaway, let's just get it out of the way now. So we're not cramming this in at the end. Death yes, Stranding. Yes, Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. <laughs> go, go, <laughs> Steve. That is, you nailed it. But no, we we got to talk about Death Stranding because the stuff that they showed on stage on the opening night live, that was like nothing new. We got introduced to the new character who's, you know, creatively named Mama because she's a mama. She's got a baby. Just like and, that movie. Yeah, oh, she's, wow. so she's got the a dots. baby who's was, you know, like born on the other side. And so she's still attached to it by the umbilical cord but it's like a phantom baby it's that was weird and then you you get like (laughs) Guillermo del Toro's character who's not voiced by Guillermo del Toro and he's like showing Norman Reedus's character Sam all about the BBs which I know can be confusing because it's like oh you mean babies I'm like no I mean BBs because that means bridge babies. Baby. They're not babies.
1: They're babies. Yeah, they're babies. Mm-hmm. So he shows Has them like how different. to basically
0: like clean the baby or like get the baby like energized to go out on whatever. Because like he Norma <laughs> character,
1: he needs the <laughs> baby.
0: <laughs> he needs the baby Uh-oh. for the connection to the other side. Stinky. But so minus that whole thing, and then the the demo of Norimareta's character pissing, and then I loved how Jeff Keeley like asked Hideo Kojima. Like a like a pretty in depth question about like the theme of the game or like the story plot of the game, and Kojima's answer was literally just like, no, no matter what you do, you can't see Norman Reedus's dick. And it was just like <laughs> that's not the question, but okay. There was so, an
1: inordinate amount of time.
2: It's it what everyone wanted to just know. Just yeah. to
0: that, dude. Hideo Kojima <laughs> loves poop and pee jokes. Like he fucking loves them. They that's are in the biggest every piece of news. single yeah. game. But I digress. So we didn't learn much from that.
1: Not at all. However, we learned about pee. We learned. You can gauge the milliliters (laughs) of pee pee left in your bladder. Yeah. And you'll know when you're empty. You have to get
2: the BB to take a (laughs) (laughs) PP.
0: And then, yeah, I want to see how long you can push Sam's bladder before he just literally explodes or gets like a kidney infection. Yeah,
1: but because like there's obviously a way to track it. How much is in there? So like you have to does do he, it does like. he eventually
0: just piss his pants we're gonna find out because you know i'm for sure gonna test all these things when i get my hands on oh, this in November. Mm-hmm. so the good news is though we did have folks like with ign and then i think games radar some other folks too they all went behind the scenes and actually got to play a little bit of the demo and then we finally figured out like what this game's basic storyline is and so really what it is sam is so Norman Reedus's character, Sam he goes and sees the, this basically like, hologram of the president. And she puts him on a task to go from what's, you know, what in our world is Washington, D.C., but who knows what it is in this disheveled world because it was after a cataclysmic event. So his goal is literally to go from East Coast to West Coast connecting the United Cities of America. It's not even the United States of America at this point. So he needs to connect all of them, and so in the trailer that we saw where Jeff Keighley's character in the game shows up, where Sam puts his necklace in, like, that's what you do when you connect that city. And so it's all about connecting strands, get it, of these cities together to form basically a communication network because there are terrorist groups which are led by Troy Baker's character Higgs, that are doing what terrorist groups do. They're terrorizing. They're just causing anarchy, doing all types of ill shit. And... (laughs) You So you have the president who's trying to establish this connection to basically give a message of hope. And the journey that Sam is going on is the same journey that the president's daughter attempted and she went missing. I, be, I think she's presumed dead. She might be dead. I'd have to double check. Again, there's a lot going on in this world. But that's it. We have the basic premise now. You're going on a journey to connect these fragmented cities to you know, basically bring back the country from the
1: brink of absolute To chaos. make America great again, if you like, There you go.
0: <laughs> and obviously all the sci-fi shit is going to play into it because that's probably just a way to get combat involved and just add, you know, a little bit more, I guess, gravity to the world because you get, like, mm-hmm. obviously these afterlife themes where you get the other side and things like that. So I'm very interested to see how that all kind of plays into it. But at the very least now, we kind of understand this is the basic premise of it. It's all about... Connecting a shattered world to make to basically give them hope for the future, and
2: yeah, and it's a hundred years after the events of NAC two.
0: Exactly, and so there's the dark
2: times, <laughs> dark <laughs>
0: times indeed. I think that's actually what they refer to, just as NAC two, the dark times. <laughs> <laughs> the <But>, NAKening, <laughs> the
1: NAKening. <laughs>
0: it's a fucking M Night Shyamalan movie. So <laughs> I'm actually. Now that I've heard all this stuff, I'm I guess I'm more at ease because I was I always had faith in Kojima. Like that's one thing I've seen because of all this is everyone's like, oh, everyone's just like you know blowing their load of Kojima, Kojima fanboys. So it's like, well, the, the reason why I'm a fan of him is because I haven't played a game of his that I haven't enjoyed from start to finish. So I've never had an experience created by Hideo Kojima that I was like, you know, that sucked. So why wouldn't I have faith in him? To, mm. to deliver on this even though he's being cryptic Metal Gear Solid 2 nobody fucking knew about Raiden until you fired up Act 2 of that game and you're like oh this isn't Solid Snake so I'm cool with him keeping things close to the chest and being weird about it but I am happy that it looks like it's not just like just a project to get all of his Hollywood friends in
2: mm. Mm.
1: I'd always rather, I'm always happy to be someone doing their own thing yeah, you know what I mean. Just like I, I'm glad it's just like he's not kind of like, okay, I'm trying to like do this, but they want it to be more blah. They want it to appeal to this, you know, yeah. focus group. They want it to kind of have more action. They want to do yeah. this and this. He's just like, it's not. I'm like gonna make a, a weird, weird ass fucking game that <laughs> I probably won't ever make sense to anyone at all. It's gonna be weird. You can pee. You have big ladders <laughs> that you can put on rocks. I love I the whatever. ladders. I want that's what I want to make. I want to make that game. And I'm just like, that's that's pretty awesome. I can't wait
0: for this to just to end up being a modern 3D version of shoots and ladders.
1: Yeah. Like that's <laughs> what's gonna happen. The shoot being Norman Reedus's God.
0: Like that's that's gonna be Troy Baker's character. He's gonna have <laughs> all the shoots and like Norman's got the ladders, and like, well, it's time to fucking go.
1: <laughs> Imagine that's what it's building up to.
0: Oh, I can't wait. I really it's hope just that's a actually live one of those.
1: action shoots and ladders. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be absolutely incredible. Wins game of the year. <laughs> it's it's like
1: well, a, a Silent Hills. where at the. You only find out it's Silent Hills at the very end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like what the about a
2: shoots and ladders battle royale.
0: Oh, you you, you
2: killed Is it already. It a think you killed. About it. <laughs> you
0: know what would be a good though if they did a video game version of Ants in the Pants battle royale. Cause that's kind of like you know you going to get all everybody's gonna get out of the pants. Or you have to get don't in the pants. Don't wake daddy battle royale. Don't, don't wake, wake daddy <laughs> is a fucking classic. Oh, my, oh god, my god, what a game.
1: Yep. Oh, you oh. woke the
0: daddy. That game was awesome. So tense as you're hitting the fucking thing. You're like, don't open, don't open, don't open. <laughs> all right. It's a really like questionable game. It's an asymmetrical
2: game. PvP game. One player is the daddy, and then you have eight children. Yeah. Trying to.
0: <laughs> don't wake him.
2: All trying to sneak cookies or whatever you did, and don't like daddy. I'm not really uh, sure. They,
0: I don't know. There was something you were doing. I'm pretty sure there was some, some type of food sneaking going on. We'd have to, we'd yeah. have to revisit the history books on that one. The moral
2: of the story is the children are the villains of this tale.
1: They always yes. are. They,
2: they're breaking the rules.
1: Like hundred so percent of the time, all they're breaking dead. Rules. <laughs> <laughs> that was my old, like big concern later in life. Was like. So what happens to the other kids? It's like so what happens t- when they wake up so terrified of waking up their father, <laughs> and then like you're out, they're out of the game; they're just gone.
2: They turn so, into a BB. They, they turn t- into a BB. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: So that has been my rant on Death Stranding. I'm I'm way like, obviously I've been super excited for this. Regardless, I'm going to take November eighth off and play it until my eyes bleed. But I'm even more excited now. So let's fucking rock cool it. so what other games jumped out to you guys because there was a lot and then there was like stuff that got announced around it but didn't act like for example the insomniac being bought by sony which was literally just right. like such a long time coming so i love how they they quite <laughs> literally announced that in the middle of the opening night live and i saw somebody tweeted i was like man does sony like hate jeff keely or something like
2: <laughs> stealing the show
0: yeah because it did eat up a lot of uh, publicity, but uh, other than, you know, the stuff that was happening outside of Gamescom, what was the the things that kind of jumped out to you otherwise?
2: The Ghost War PvP trailer for oh, Breakpoint. Yeah. Uh, so, it's 4v4, which is not surprising. That's what uh, Wildlands was. It looks like there are two game modes, so I assume, like, I don't think they said what they were, but I assume elimination and then, like, some sort of, like... Uplink type thing, right? Uh, but there are four classes, which at first scared me because I thought that meant like four characters. But the classes are like the categories of of different operators you can be. So yep. that's okay. pretty good to start with. Um, there are six maps, so at first I thought it was going to be kind of bare bones because when they launched Wildlands, they actually didn't have PvP for like months, yeah. And people were clamoring for it. And they finally got it, and then they started to do the slow drip. Um, thing they're doing with siege, but I can tell that they're ready for it this time, which is exciting. One thing that got me a little scared was they showed someone throwing what was called, I believe, in the HUD, an intel grenade, and so it was like an area of effect thing where anyone inside the blast radius would be highlighted, like through walls, for a certain amount of time. That's a little futury for my taste. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but they had. They had like a, a low visibility looking map. It was very like blizzardy, uh, so that's pretty cool. Maybe force some PvP in a, an area that would otherwise be long range. Or by PvP, I mean CQC. Um, <laughs> the healing drone that makes a return from Wildlands, which I kind of hate, but I also kind of appreciate because I always played a medic. Uh, and then at the, I think it was at the end, they showed like a sniper in his tower. Uh, and then he looks behind him, and a wall's closing in. I'm like, "Oh, oh. no! <laughs> Is this a battle royale?" Oh. But it's it's not. It's still the four v four, you know, round based game. I believe that's what it looked like, at least the rest of it did. Uh, but my first impression was, "Oh, gross! I don't want to be, you know, forced by this stupid wall like every other battle royale has." Yeah. Not because I hate BRs, but I just feel like it doesn't fit in like a round based PVP. But I think this might actually be good for Ghost War specifically because once you get down to, especially if it's the elimination game mode where you just have to kill everyone on the other team, there is unlimited—at least there was in Wildlands—unlimited respawns. So you could once you got to your dude's body, you could pick him up with like a syringe or use the healing drone, uh, and so it kind of turned into a camp fest once one player was left on one team and there were like two or three still on the other, and so they just hid and there are ways of finding their location but it took a real long time and yeah. it is very like it's kind of a cheesy mechanic of the game and so if the playing field keeps closing in as time goes on then it kind of forces people out of their their hidey holes if they're down <laughs> and just camping to to wait out of a wait out the yeah. round so i think i'm hesitant but i think it's probably a good thing for that specific game I don't want to see it in any other round-based shooter.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm actually really excited for Breakpoint because I played a ton of Wildlands, mostly the campaign mode. I, I think 100% of that campaign mode. But I played that, I think, before I actually was friendly with you. So like that's when I was like really playing it. So I missed out on any real opportunity to get wild with you there. But Because I, I know you yourself, you're big on the campaign mode because I know you played a lot of the Wildlands campaign as well. So I'm really yep. looking forward because I love how Ubisoft does that with their their single player campaigns where you can do multiplayer and do missions together. And I think that's one of the coolest things that Ubisoft continually inputs in their game. So I'm looking forward to doing some of that because I, I tried the Wildlands PvP and it wasn't for me because it was very much slow paced. And because when you like you have to put in so much time to kind of rank up to get decent equipment. And I hate that like initial grind with some of those games. And if it's yep. if it doesn't suck me in right away, I'm not going to commit the time. So it's just like, all right, I'm not going to get too into, into into that one. So I never really got into the Wildlands PvP, but I did like what I saw with breakpoints.
2: Yeah, so agreed. I, I 100%ed that campaign. And while I didn't use the, the co-op mechanic a ton... I think that was primarily in Wildlands, I mean, I think that was primarily because they had those AI teammates mm-hmm. and those AI teammates were a lot more competent than the average person that was going to hop in and, and play with you. Because I didn't have like a ton of friends that had Wildlands and were like actively playing it at the same time as me. So you'd get filled with randoms and then yep. it would be kind of a shit show. But having grown my my uh, my network of people that like these types of games since that point... Uh, Much more, and also they're not being AI teammates in this campaign. Much more interested in giving that a try. Right. Uh, But yeah, the the Ghost War is is fun. It it is fun, but it's like it's like a step down in quality from Sieges for me in like terms of the support they give. So I'm really interested to see how they support it uh, this time around. Knowing going in before they even release the game that they already have their PvP set, they Mm -hmm. know what they're doing with it. They're probably going to copy or at least steal from Sieges. Like every three months, add another operator, add another map, sort of thing. Uh, so going, getting it on the ground floor and having it start alongside with the campaign, and also you know crossing up your uh, progress. I think it'll be a lot more smooth to go back and forth between the two. So nice. very excited for it, and and uh, I'll probably play it for at least a couple weeks before Modern Warfare steals all my time.
0: Well, in <laughs> kind of in that same vein, because Modern Warfare Two, they announced oh, Modern Warfare Two. Fuck. <laughs>
2: Modern so kind of
0: in that same warfare. vein, Modern the Warfare, they announced that they're doing the open alpha for PS4. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, it's this weekend. We're recording on Wednesday. By the time people listen to us, the weekend will have come and gone. But I do intend to play some of that. So if you're thinking of doing some PS4 or 2v2 alpha, let me know.
2: Yeah, I'm going to be doing that. Uh, that. Modern Warfare is my most anticipated game right now. Um, which it looks is good. Kind of surprising for me.
0: I'm stunned that I'm interested in the Call of Duty game like I am right now.
2: <laughs> yeah, I I haven't been this excited for Call of Duty since the original Modern Warfare, and maybe some of that's just like, oh, Modern Warfare. Uh, <laughs> it's the same name. <laughs> it's the, exactly. Uh, it's 2007. I haven't made all these mistakes yet. Um, so <laughs> it's it's my most anticipated game. I'm probably going to get burned because of how excited I am. But all my eggs are going mm. into that basket. Come October 25th, the the alpha for PS4 that will have passed by the time your fine listeners are listening to this is only going to be the 2v2 gunfight mode, yep. right? Oh yeah, mm. and that's that's the mode that intrigues me the most because I think we've seen pretty much everything else that Call of Duty does. You know, yeah. team deathmatch, ground war, all that stuff. To my knowledge, they haven't done anything like this. And yeah. It, kind of brings me back to like a SOCOM game battles 2v2 ladder type situation so you can find like that one friend that has the same playing schedule as you the same play style and you know get into get into a zone and and communicate and all that stuff that's the stuff that excites me uh with shooters just like getting used to your team or whatever and just kicking butt so I'm excited that they're starting at least with the alpha on ps4 with that because that's that's what I want to get my hands on the most.
0: I'm hoping it kind of leads to maybe they branch into like, you know, a 3v3 type deal too, or like, cause I obviously I don't want to see it going too crazy, but I like the no respawn aspect because they had mm-hmm. that with the search destroy game mode, but I mean, it's still like just the call of duty gameplay where time to kill was outrageous right. unless you were playing hardcore mode. And then if you do hardcore mode, you lose out on a lot of the perks that you would just kind of deal with in call of duty with your you know your radar and some other things and like just the hud mm-hmm. all so i'm very excited for it which i i think i'm in the same boat as you i think that they're really they played on the right nostalgia notes it's like oh you know captain price because captain price honestly is like one of the only recognizable characters in the entire modern warfare the, series i would yeah. argue the so ball <laughs> ball <laughs> yeah
1: he's character.
0: the only guy I was so, going to say, what about the guy that the gets list. his
2: arm Yeah, I was going to say, what about the guy that gets his arm shot off? But I'm calling him the guy that gets his arm <laughs> yeah. shot off. So, <laughs> so I him. guess he's he not that right. Yeah. Reznov or some. Yeah, there's an arm. Yeah, uh, it's, uh,
1: it's, uh, it's a, a Brusnikov. Brusnikov. <laughs> it's that, <that's> something <laughs> yeah. along those
0: lines. But now, yeah, so they got Captain Price coming back, but they also changed the gameplay around to make it feel. I guess more of like a shooter that we're kind of accustomed to now with like the battlefields. Mm And then for you with like the sandstorm insurgency where you have a little bit more realistic, I guess I say realistic, with a very loose emphasis on realistic, because let's face it, none of these shooters are fucking realistic.
2: So yeah, it's just getting closer. to <laughs> Yeah, that point. exactly. Nothing, we're never going to reach yeah, that. I hope we're not, because no. I don't actually want to get in a gunfight. Exactly.
0: Because so. like, I, I, that's the thing is they all throw around that term, and it's just like, no, you're you're not going for a realistic. You're just say you're going for like a smoother experience. <laughs> yeah. Because like that's really what it is. Yeah. Like it, it feels more like you're actually playing a shooter where it's not like, oh, I put my entire clip into that guy from head to toe and somehow he killed me so now we get like the flip oh, side it's of a
2: magazine
0: <laughs> excuse me oh.
2: unless it is a clip
0: <laughs> but I'm, yeah I'm looking forward yeah, to that he well.
1: Tarkov you should probably listen to it.
0: that's true I gotta listen I... to him so He's a real gamer.
1: How I'm a real is. gamer. None of you
2: guys game. No, I haven't played Tarkov in quite a while, and you can tell how how happy and how like yeah. glowing I am because of that. You oh, are glowing. I haven't glowing. been worn down by that game in a while. <laughs> Thank, you. Thank you, I'm eating for two. Wow. It's like, like, I have been like, eating no, for two I'm for the past.
0: Been, I've been making all this food. It's meals for two, and I don't like leftovers. I got a lot of burgers <laughs> left over. Right? You know, That's true. Matt, what was the what was another?
1: Couple of games that jumped out to you at Gamescom. Uh, I was looking around, and uh, one thing that stood out to me was a uh, disintegration. Yeah. Which didn't yeah didn't didn't get that much. We got like a trailer, but like it it has some cool things going for it right now. Yep. I mean, one of which is like one of the co creators of Halo was working on it, so that's like that's like one of their pushing points right now. They're like, oh, so like you know, you made Halo back, helped make Halo back in the day, and now this is your your next big thing. And it's like you know, like, could that could mean, like, okay, you know, maybe there's something cool, but it could also just be like, oh, you made Halo? Let's just keep, let's push <laughs> the hell out of that. Yeah. Just keep the, anytime this game gets mentioned, you have to say it's from the guy that made Halo. Oh,
2: yeah. It's just like,
1: could mean nothing. <laughs> but uh, either way, you know, there's a chance, you know, there, there's some pretty cool people. Describe
2: this game for me, because I didn't see anything on this
1: Basically, one. well, it's like a sort of, sci- it's a sci-fi shooter, so, duh, you know, it's like 99% of other shooters now, but <laughs> it's it's kind of cool because basically they didn't show that much but they sh- described it as being like an RTS combined with like a first person shooter. Yep. Hmm. Which sounds interesting. It sounds different and I like the idea of like switching from like boots on the ground first person shooter, you're actively participating to like overseeing right. the entire sort of engagement from like a real-time tactics sort of perspective where yeah. presumably you might be commanding other soldiers maybe there's some element of like you know base construction involved or something uh it kind of reminds me because the they were describing and they're saying like nothing has ever been done like this before and i was like uh i don't know if anyone ever played command and conquer renegade but that was the entire premise of that game Where Command & Conquer, all their other things are like RTSs, you know, base Mm -hmm. building, you know, resource gathering, troop management, yada, yada, yada. And basically they just combined that with the shooter. Where you'd be like, you'd be this guy and then it'd be like, oh, you want like a tank. So now you'd switch into like the construction mode and you'd build like a war factory. And now that war factory can build a tank for you. And now you can switch back to the guy and go in the tank and drive it. And that was like in, I want to say 2000-something like, probably 2000, 2001.
2: Yeah. Yeah, that sounds right.
1: But it, it, it's cool. I would like to see that done better. Because mm-hmm. it wasn't exactly, like... There's a reason no one really remembers it, because it wasn't that memorable. Yeah. <laughs> it was like kind of new. It was kind of a cool novel idea. But, like, I would like to see that idea taken to the next level. Maybe have some money behind it. There's some... I mean, aesthetics-wise and, like, world-building-wise, like, the game looks like... You know, we haven't seen that much, but it's looking a little Destiny ish. Oh, yeah.
0: As soon as I saw the first guy, I was like, is this like a Destiny trailer? What's happening here? Yeah,
1: it's (laughs) very, very Destiny ish. Like, okay, you've got, like, you know, your your robot kind of guys and can get in your, like, your gravity bike and drive around the map. And I'm like, that looks very familiar.
0: Yeah, but honestly, right now with how deeply involved i am with destiny again i'm totally okay with that it's like give me all the destiny I don't, I don't even care.
1: <laughs> yeah and there is a smaller team behind it which that's always i find that's always kind of promising
0: yeah i agree you like, it's, it's, like, a, it's less, like a group of like 30 people less cooks in the kitchen
1: you know, like,
2: less fingers in the proverbial yes. pie yes
1: exactly. that's true no fingers in my pie pal <laughs> tell you what <laughs> But uh, you know, I am excited. Yeah, you know, I, it's something. You know, I'm excited. It's you know, I, I don't really get excited about shooters that often <laughs> anymore, unless it's something right. like I have like a genuine investment in, like the new Halo. Like I'm obviously gonna, I'm gonna get that. I'm gonna be excited about that. Uh, when they like release the Master Chief Collection for the PC, I'm gonna be excited about that. I'm gonna get that. Oh but, yeah. Like, everything else, I'm just gonna like, oh, if someone says it's good and it's fun, like I'll get it. But like, everything kind of looks is more and more the same-ish now oh yeah Mm -hmm. when it comes to shooters so it's hard to get excited just based on like looking at what it's gonna look like
0: yeah and because honestly disintegration was one of the few games from gamescom that i hadn't heard about that really stuck out to me because like obviously there were some other games i hadn't heard about but none of them really like slapped me in the face or like you need to pay attention to me but that one, hmm. as soon as I saw it, I was like, "This is kind of like right up my alley." Because I, I do like it the idea. It does look cool, yeah. Yeah I'm, not, like, yeah,
1: I'm definitely like not like kind of being super skeptical about it, but like, I would like to see more. Oh, for sure. That's what I'm saying.
2: What if someone uh, announcing a game at a presentation or like the the first trailer of a game that drops starts with, "Hey, you gotta pay attention to me."
1: But <laughs> I'd pay attention would that, to him. That I would work? yeah. Oh God, I would tune out. <laughs> very quickly <laughs> that, just, came if with they... that much like sort of bro- felt that they needed to present that much like bravado in, and like, they had a sparkler faux in each cockiness hand. Oh, i was yeah. just be like i'm not digging what this guy's selling like <laughs>
2: <laughs> and a backwards hat i'm
1: on i'm Listen on the total up, opposite kids.
0: i would totally just be like yeah you got my undivided attention <laughs> please tell me
1: more <laughs> See, I'm for, like, the less is more. Like, if a guy came on stage and was just, like, almost, like, like, half asleep and was just kind of, like... yawning. Just, like, turns around and, like, points at the screen. is like, here you go.
0: Well, see, I think that's why I'm... The idea tracks me, because if they're coming out on stage, they already have that room's attention. It's a fucking stage. But if they come out on that stage and they're just like, pay attention to me! I think that's so ridiculous that I'd be like wow this guy's got something to fucking say
1: I don't, know. I don't
2: know why I don't know where it came from but I just got the image of Hideo Kojima coming out with a bunch of overhead projector slides <laughs> and demonstrating different art from Death Stranding I'm, I don't know stunned. Where it came
0: from. I'm stunned that wasn't the presentation for Death Stranding To be that, that comes to pass oh yeah. my god <laughs> What uh? What were some Just of the, the other art. ones that stuck out to you Bear?
2: Well, uh, I'm gonna give a quick fuck you to Matt because Skater oh. XL actually does <laughs> intrigue me a little bit. I almost bought this a month or two ago on Steam when it was on sale, uh, and I was feeling a bit of a drought for games, hence why I was considering Skater XL. Oh yeah. Uh, but I've been I've been dying for a skate or Tony Hawk game, similar to what we talked about oh, a few episodes ago, my, like yeah. wanting to remake. Tony Hawk but with the skate engine and this game is supposedly physics based to the point where like if you do a kickflip like your character's going to land on it and the board will spin differently each time based on the timing and elevation all that stuff right. which is it's pretty cool uh, so seeing the trailer I think it was for Switch maybe want it maybe want to get it again yep. but I'm still hesitant it's still 20 bucks so if it goes on sale I might get it but uh, there's always a
0: chance the, for sales
2: there's always a chance um, so I'm going to do I'm gonna do a bit more research on that one, but if 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 nothing comes to fruition in the in the extreme sports realm soon, I'm gonna to have to buy Skater XL and probably regret it.
1: I think I might end and up when getting was it too. The two. last like good skateboard game, yeah, skate, skate Two. Yeah, the skate games were incredible after like Tony Hawk Underground Two.
0: Oh, the Tony yeah, Hawk I'd Underground games were fantastic game. as well. So yeah, Tony Hawk Underground One and Two were both really good, and then Skate One and Two that was like the next gen where it was like look at all this cool like physics based shit you can do and Skate 1 and 2 were really good games like those were Mm -hmm. really fun
1: I like legitimately loved the story mode in Tony Hawk Underground Oh, it was fantastic. Oh, yeah, me too. Yeah. It was so good. Like, it's so, like, goofy and weird, but I mean, like, you're, it kind of fits the whole aesthetic of, like, the game.
2: Your nemesis is, like, cartoonishly evil. Yeah, yeah he's, like, your so best friend, than that. but
1: he's, like, a dick. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's, a, it's so, like, your relationship makes no sense.
2: Yeah, it being... That cartoon he, like, steals just kind of fits your with Tony Hawk or something. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, or like steals. Does he steal your footage because he, like, he can't see your or face something for like your
1: footage? Something yeah. Like
0: something
2: that. Like, yeah, that. something yeah, like that. Yeah. He does something because you would would do that
0: be... incredible jump, like roof jump? the roof jump, like over like a helicopter yeah. or some shit. Oh, that's right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely yeah. insane. But uh, that yeah, that storyboard was cool too because you could like design your gear and like your your boards and all that. Mm-hmm. That was like everything that a wannabe skate bored kid like myself at that time wanted in a video game
1: that's what it was it was the game for like wannabe skaters you're like oh wanted sure. to be like that sort of like wow this is cool you know starting yeah. my name my shitty neighborhood and i'm gonna be a pro skater one day oh yeah the like, thing oh. is
2: though chad muska wasn't like grinding grinding uh on curbs in my shitty neighborhood, so I didn't have that the same shot that the character from, oh, from right. uh, Thug yeah. had. <laughs>
0: Just not the not the best opportunity. No, that no. one jumped out at me because like I've been I'm the same way as you. Like I've been kind of feening for like a fun skateboard game. It's been so long.
2: Yep, it's been so long. Were well, there other,
0: any others that jumped out Never. to you?
1: Skater XL,
2: <laughs> Age of Empires Definitive Edition,
1: oh, oh. baby,
2: <laughs> uh that. Released, I think during the announcement it released on steam yeah. and Xbox game pass for PC. And they also have AOE two definitive edition coming November 14th. I probably won't get that one. Cause I bought the, like the 2013 version of it about six mm-hmm. months ago, but age of Empires, just the first one was like my favorite RTS of all time. So getting two scoops of that. Two scoops, sure.
1: scoops of AOE, please. Mm-hmm. Extra. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I don't think they really changed much other than the graphics. Uh, and probably some UI stuff. They don't need to change much. uh, I don't care.
1: I almost, like, don't want them to change the graphics, though. It's weird. (laughs)
2: Because there's something
1: so charming about those, like, old sort of, like, sprite graphics that it's like, oh, we're gonna update it and make it, like, kind of, like, more dynamic and, you know, smooth. I was like, eh, now it just looks like a cheap game that came out, like, now.
2: That's true. (laughs) It looks kind of like a mobile game.
1: I I don't know. Maybe not. Who knows, but I have I've, yeah, I have a it, fondness for, sure. for that. I guess one more thing—it's because I'm not really excited for it, but it did stand out to me. <laughs> They're making a Predator game? Oh
0: yeah, that one looks pretty fun. It's like uh, okay, it strikes me as kind of like it... one of those uh, like Friday the Thirteenth or Dead by Daylight style games. Yes,
1: yes, definitely. And like it is, I like I I've wanted a Predator game. I've liked the idea of a Predator game. I think yeah. it could be really cool and i understand this game is pre alpha but holy shit it looks rough <laughs> <laughs> it's it got a long way like to go <laughs> 2010 360 exclusive rough oh
0: man cuz i think it is an xbox exclusive
1: game too like i don't like and you know i get it it's you know it's pre alpha you know everything's but like i think we talked about this like a few episodes ago when like because I said I wasn't too fond, too excited about like the new Avengers game because the trailer kind of looked a little not up to snuff when you're talking oh, about like, I, video that game trailers. Is so, that, that's how like I'm it gonna. Really is.
0: And and my my topic is I'm gonna talk about the Avengers news. <laughs> okay,
1: because okay, I didn't see much to do with that. So we got some good but, stuff. But like I was like, eh, I don't know. It looks like you know a little not up to date, and I felt that way about <laughs> this Predator game. Yeah, I'm just like. And then the whole trailer was just, like, references to the movie. And it was, like, they were listening to a videotape that had, um like, the song from, like, the beginning of the movie that they are listening to in the helicopter. And it Somebody said, shouting, time Dylan, you son on... of a bitch. <laughs> yeah, and it's just all stuff from that. And I'm just like, oh, God, I'm already rolling my eyes. Like, it's just like the whole game's going to be like this.
2: Did it make you want to cover yourself in mud? <laughs> A little bit.
1: Well, that's all that go matters. Just your eyes. That's it. <laughs> and climb on top of a tree and just scream <laughs> at the top of my lungs.
0: I'm not sold on any
1: Predator game unless
0: it includes Arnold Schwarzenegger and Carl Weathers. If we don't have mm. the two of them,
1: I'm out. And there's like Yeah, because it looks like it's like, you because what they showed like gameplay wise was like, okay, it's kind of like that part in Predator where like they attack the base and kill all like the rebels or whatever. Yeah. and you know and then the predator shows up. So it's like there's an element of you like you have this objective, you kill all these lagoons like, and then the predator shows up. And he's like the one you've kind of got to I guess team up to evade or kill or what right or what
2: romance <laughs>
0: perhaps. predator's that's the thing is the predator's just been looking for love in all the wrong jungles. <laughs> Real shame. It's all the wrong jungles. That's what I hope is somebody let's let's get somebody out there who's has the capabilities of creating these games why don't you create us a Predator love story because I feel like the Predator hasn't been given the romantic opportunities it deserves I think the Predator would be a fantastic star in any rom-com in 2019 if we're being
1: completely honest
2: do you say so yourself?
1: I do say so so it be said (laughs) (laughs) and so it has been said (laughs)
0: So unto you, so be unto Uh. me. I
1: don't know how the Predator would fly in today's climate. I don't know who wants to work with someone who's literally has, their name is Predator.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know, that's a pretty good point.
1: Uh, We're going to have to rename you to, how about Hunter?
0: Hunter How about just uh, Hugs McGee? (laughs) We'll (laughs) call you that. (laughs) <laughs> fucking predator so i i've been looking forward to more on the predator because that it premiered at e3 during microsoft's press conference and just the idea of it because i'm the same way as you like they could do some really cool things in the predator game like when they had the predator mission mm. in wildlands it was an absolute blast where you had to yeah. hunt the fucking predator it took me and manny like four mm. hours to kill that motherfucker but we got him. He was tough. He is really tough. You needed that was the thing, is we, we come to realize we just needed to rank up our abilities to be able to call in like troops. Cause like we, oh, we yeah, ended yeah. up getting joined Rebels. up with from somebody online who saw us on Twitch, and they had the ability to call in like the, the computer AI. And it was like, Well, great, mm. they're cannon fodder, so now we can all just focus on shooting the predator. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'm very I'm very much looking forward to what it could possibly become. I, yeah, it's like, true.
1: It's one of those. It like, has potential, but just, I, didn't,
0: yeah. I didn't play too much Dead by Daylight, but I did really enjoy the Friday the Thirteenth game. So I, I think there there is a pretty cool market for those those style of games. And so to get yeah, to kind of round it all off, my my last big takeaway was the news about the Avengers game because naturally after E three, like you mentioned, Mado, like there were you you weren't alone. There were tons of people who were very disappointed by the trailer we saw from Square Enix's The Avengers, and mostly because. They had announced this game, I think back in like 2016, I think it was. Mm-hmm. It was pretty pretty long ago. And we they, they went radio silent. We didn't see anything, didn't hear anything, and then finally they announced they're gonna show Avenger stuff at E three and it was mostly a cinematic trailer. There were I think somebody did the math and they were like, I have deduced that there's roughly twenty two seconds of possible gameplay footage within this trailer. <laughs> <It's> like <laughs> great job. So we didn't wow. see much gameplay wise. And then, of course, we had folks who weren't too thrilled with how some of the character models looked. And I agree, like, from what we've seen over the past few years with the the, the current generation technology, I do think it's not up to par with a lot of those games. However, I don't like I was of the belief or I was in that kind of group where I was like, you know, it wasn't that bad. My whole thing was it wasn't much different than any other Square Enix game graphically so that was kind of my thought process on it of itself Hmm. is kind of yeah and so again it's just it's kind of just knowing the source of like where it's coming from and where my expectations were so i wasn't completely you know pissed off that like captain america looked like a swat police jackass like (laughs) and tony stark's fucking beard like what are they doing anyway i digress Oh, oh that beard the beard is not good but the gameplay that folks have been seeing at gamescom they've all been kind of reporting on it positively and from what it sounds like is the structure of it will be because we know there's going to be single-player multiplayer options but it's going to be mostly a single-player campaign however there's going to be what's called like war zone missions and kind of think of like the war zone missions as like any type of like trial that you have like any loot shooter where the war zone missions are the ones where you can multiplayer up and from everything that the folks are saying it's not going to be like everyone can just be thor and just have like you know four thors running around throwing hammers because the four way thors. that they're kind of four, four thors, thors. And 7 years ago because <laughs> the way they're kind of structured it's mo- it's it's supposed to be like each character kind of plays off each other's abilities so those missions will be where you get to do the multiplayer and the warzone missions are going to be tiered so it's like harder difficulties get you better loot and so that's what kind of sparked another little light bulb in me i was like is this kind of like a loot shooter superhero game because it kind of sounds like that's where they're going because over the course of time like when you're doing the missions you're going to rotate in the single player campaign between your characters you'll unlock new characters do a bunch of different missions for those characters and you can unlock different styles of loot and you can customize your heroes with the way you want to play so for example if you want thor to kind of be like you know the guy who's doing a lot of area damage with lightning, you can have, you can kind of rank up those stats. But if you want Thor to be the guy who's going hard on the melee and just hammering people to death, you can increase those stats. So he can be more of like the brute force, like boots on the ground type. And from what I've read, it's like Thor and Iron Man are the most fun to play because there's a lot of variation. And unfortunately this is like, I feel like everybody could assume this was going to happen black widow she is the least fun to play because it's just like look at my fucking guns pew, pew, pew. so <laughs> the good news is though they've already said they they fully intend to kind of over time give you more and more characters with more and more stories and more and more missions and so it won't be just like once you do the end game because it sounds like it's going to be end game content like a games as a service where they're going to keep giving you new missions end game
1: end game yeah
0: content. end game Huh huh and so they're going to give you like new missions for the existing characters too. So I'm very interested from what I've heard after the fact because everyone was saying the gameplay feels good. And I also saw that the combat designer on God of War is working on this game. So they said Thor's hammer feels great. So don't worry, folks. If you are spoiled from Kratos' axe, Thor's hammer is feeling great apparently. But this actually... <laughs> This, this actually is feeling, feeling great. It's throbbing.
1: What's the update on Thor's <laughs> hammer? It's feeling great.
0: It's feeling great. And so this this really kind of set me at ease because I, I was in that boat. like I was very much looking forward to this game. I wasn't sure after that very much cinematic trailer, but hearing a lot of people who got to go hands-on with it and actually enjoyed their time with it, I feel better. I feel better. So I'm looking forward to it. I still think it probably gets delayed. I'd be stunned if it comes out on May 15th. But, hey, mm-hmm. if it does, that's awesome. Then uh, I know what I'm doing May 15th. Yeah,
1: all right. I mean, I'm I'm always reserved judgment for, like, the final product. So, we'll see. It's I remain unmoved. <laughs> 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 all right. Well,
0: it looks like we are all spent on our Gamescom talk. So, if you guys out there have any gamescom games that we didn't discuss give us a call 347 509 let us know what really stuck out to you at gamescom over these past few days and hey we'll talk about it on another episode of the podcast and i do have to give a shout out to our other sponsor evil tim evil tim industries has been putting on game conventions for people of all ages for centuries some even say millennia They may have actually been demons who don't actually play video games, but they'll give you a controller for a little taste of your soul. It's Evil Tim Industries. More work for your mouth. Thanks, Evil Tim. Really appreciate your support. And so with that, it's time to wind down episode 93. We've had a lot of fun this episode. So thanks again, Bear, for joining us. And again, go watch him on Twitch.tv slash BearShare. He's a ton of fun. You won't regret it. I promise you. You might. You might. Who knows? You might. I actually can't promise you anything, but make your own head decisions, head. people. Mm-hmm. So thanks again for spending the time with us. You've been a gracious guest. Usually people say, well, "Thanks for host. having me."
1: The best.
2: Well, the I can yeah. it
0: back at you.
2: I'll work my way up to host. I'll, I'll shoot up that ladder.
0: Yeah, I'm just gonna.
2: Start. I, gotta, I gotta deal with these mats it's first, the and long then, I'll, then I'll get to host. Guys the, get through
1: the mat brigade. <laughs> and then... It's
2: too many mats.
1: Too many I cooks? got
2: a 1v1 Donna D at some point. It's got to. It's that's, that, that'll that's, be epic.
0: That's a 1v1 yeah. you don't want, buddy. I'll tell you that. She's going to have a
2: bunch of shoots and I'm going to have a just a ladder.
0: It <laughs> all comes full circle. So thanks again. This has been a blast. We really love having you. So I'm sure we'll do it again in the future. But it is time to wind down the show. And before we do, like I said, it's the last episode of the month. So a huge shout out to all of our wonderful Patreon supporters. And, of course, they are Alex Mill, Mattois Antoine aka bear share on twitch by the way Dogged. brian christensen carlos fontes Corey porter Terrence simmons jr david campos Derek hauser ernesto martinez evil tim greg kearney liz rodriguez maria delal merovingian nerdiest brands rian maleski richard Bresnahan aka toot loop sandra tambo Taryn, the better one martinez and of course the one and only phase Thank you all so much for your continued Patreon support. Really appreciate it. And if you out there want to join that amazing group, head on over to patreon.com slash plus one player and throw us a buck or two. Like I mentioned, every dollar you give us will go right back to the show. And so if you've enjoyed this episode or any other episode we produce, head on over to whatever podcast service you listen to us on, whether that be Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, Podcast Attic, Pocket Cast, whatever it is. Leave us a like, subscribe to us, and write us a review. It goes a long way, and we really appreciate the support. And it is time to close out episode 93. We hope you've enjoyed it as much as we've enjoyed making it for you. And as always, wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, we appreciate you, and we will talk to you all very soon. To just like seven foot mm-hmm. tall, like Super Shredder. Great movie. Oh, you got a thunderstorm brewing over there.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Pay no mind
2: hey. to the Pay no collapsing. Uh, house. That was Shredder opening a rift. That in was. Time oh, was.
1: his patience is worn too thin. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs>